Well, before the new year begins, uh, I want to share something with you that will be helpful to you to have a better new year than this past year. Uh, like I said earlier, I know that we all want this year to be over with, um, with all the challenges we faced, um, and then also personal challenges that have nothing to do with the pandemic, right? You, you just have, have these uh, several things that have probably happened. And um, before we run away from 2020, um, I think there's some wisdom is taking a look back. You know, we are prone to repeat the past unless we do some honest, serious, thoughtful reflection. Okay. I believe that self-reflection is a spiritual discipline. Uh, it's a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual exercise. And it is absolutely necessary for spiritual growth. Okay. Reflection, self-reflection is necessary for spiritual growth, for God's renewal and newness uh, to happen in your life. And so that you can experience that. So I've been doing reflection and some uh, self-reflection since I was 16. Um, I just was discipled in that time in my life to um, be with Jesus, to spend time with him, to just let him speak to you. And I can tell you that self-reflection, reflection time, is a part of my prayer life uh, because I believe that prayer is this two-way communi communication between you and God. And I want to tell you, church, as your pastor, my job uh, is not just to give you sermons and to give you teaching and content uh, or to explain the scriptures to you. Uh, my job is to uh, lead you to be closer to Jesus, to be a disciple. Uh, and so that's why I'm talking about reflection to you this Sunday. Uh, I want to position reflection as an opportunity to hear what God is saying to you. If you've never been one to sit and reflect, maybe say, well, man, that's just not my personality. I want to tell you that reflection is not a personality trait. Uh, reflection is an exercise. It's a discipline. It's a practice, just like anything else is. And so please don't say, oh, that's just not my personality. I don't like doing it. What I'm telling you is that reflection on 2020, looking over this past year and inviting God to give you some insight and to guide you is absolutely necessary for a better 2021. I also want to tell you this. Here's what I found in life. Um, that what happens is you will always face that which you cannot control. 2020 was obviously full of that. I mean, to just most of our shock and amazement uh, of really what could happen in life, right? And as we look to 2021, can I just tell you, you're going to face that which you can't control. There's going to be things that are too big for you, things that you wish were not there, but are there, things that you wish uh, uh, you could change or make different, but you can't, and you're powerless to do that. So church, I want to help you as you consider 2021, that is this going to be things that you can't control, you can't change. What reflection does when we use it as an opportunity to hear from God, it'll help you. And this is the real benefit. It will help you to be able to react differently to that which you can't control. It'll help you to be able to manage yourself. It'll help you to be intentional about your own thoughts and, and actions and responses to that which you cannot control. That's what I hope this helps you with over this next year. So I'm going to read from 1 Samuel chapter.
chapter three uh, and verses seven through 10. Uh, this is a um, passage of scripture. It's one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. Uh, it's about the boy Samuel who become a prophet, but the boy Samuel learning to hear God's voice. And I'm going to read this and kind of talk a little bit about how God wants to speak to you. And I hope that you be receptive to this and then the practice of reflection over uh, thinking about this this past year. Uh, so this is 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. At this point in the story, uh, the boy Samuel is with the priest Eli. Uh, and he hears God's voice, but you know Samuel doesn't recognize God's voice. He's never heard his voice before. And so uh, the first time he hears God's voice, he goes and wakes up Eli. He's like, what do you want? You know, you're talking to me. He's like, well, it's not me. Go go back to sleep. The second time is the same thing. Eli, what do, you, what do you want? And he's it's not me. Go back to sleep. And then we pick up in verse 7 with the third time that he hears God's voice. Uh, this is what 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 7 reads. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called to Samuel. The Lord, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. In verse 9, so Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Verse 10, the Lord came and stood there calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. So I want to position reflection okay, as an opportunity to hear from God. Here's some key principles that I see in scripture, not just in this passage, but through all of scripture. Uh, I see this in the story of God, but also I've experienced this in my own life. Uh, these are some principles that I have found to be true over 20 plus years of following Jesus. Okay, uh, Here's the first one that I just want you to consider this morning. That God wants to talk to you, church. Uh, there are many different views on... Um, how God speaks and if he speaks anymore and all those different things. Uh, here's my biblical position that I would argue from the scripture and also from my own personal experience. Church, God wants to talk to you. He has not left you high and dry. It may feel that way, but God wants to talk to you. Listen, he is your father. And as a father, I know I want to talk to my kid and I want my kids to hear me, okay? God wants to talk to you. Uh, he wants to build relationship with you. He's not just, he's not like your manager or your boss. He's just trying to get you to do things. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to bless you, help you, give you something. God wants to talk to you. Secondly, uh, God speaks in many ways. In uh, this passage, we see that uh, Samuel hears an audible voice. I've heard stories of people hearing audible voices. Uh, I've heard stories of people seeing Jesus in a dream and, and, and then coming to faith because of that. Uh, we see in scripture examples like the apostle Paul that uh, met Jesus on the road, right? And Jesus appears to him and he falls on his face because he just like sees Jesus, okay? Uh, for me, it's been a small, still voice. Uh, I've never necessarily heard the audible voice of God, but I hear God in my heart. I remember one time trying to explain this to my son, uh, hearing God's voice and how weird it kind of is, I guess. But uh, he speaks in many ways. He also speaks through circumstance, challenges, adversity. He speaks through emotions. Now, that's maybe a little weird one for you. 
but emotions are just a part of us that reveal what we're feeling, what's going on. Sometimes God is trying to get speak to you through your emotions that you can really figure out what's going on with you. If you're feeling stressed, maybe God's trying to tell you, hey, this is too much. You need to take a break or you need to come to me. Uh, he'll speak through your body. You know, maybe there's something going on inside of your body that you're taking on that maybe says, oh, this is too much or something's not healthy with me. God will speak through other people. Uh, to this day, I have people that have been praying for me for like 20 years, you know, <laughs> that have committed to pray for me and will text me randomly or call me and let me know they're praying for me. And God will speak through other people and, uh, and, and God will give them a word for you. This has happened to me and maybe happened to you. He'll speak through visions and dreams. I never really have that, but it's, it's, it's a biblical concept. People have talked about this as well. God speaks in many ways, church. He wants to speak to you. He speaks in many ways. Okay? And often when God speaks, we may not be listening. Uh, since I was 16, I learned the concept of this, this concept of prayer that uh, God is always speaking. We're just not listening. This example of Samuel is just such a great example of that. He just doesn't know. I mean, is, how is he supposed to understand this? Uh, I remember when I was 16, I, you know, I asked my youth pastor, well, how in the world do you hear God's voice? And how do I know if it's God or me or, you know, a pizza from last night or whatever? You know, how do I know? And he said, oh, practice. You'll know as you know uh, your any other, recognize any other voice. You know, maybe it's the voice of reason you've learned to recognize or the voice of emotion you've learned to recognize. Or you'll learn over the course of time. Jesus says, the sheep know my voice, right? That's what he said. Well, we practice that. We spend time in, think, in, in reflection and being with him to recognize his voice. Church, God wants to speak to you. And he speaks in many ways. And 2020 was full of many things. <laughs> I just want us to reflect on that. To maybe consider, are we listening? What could God be saying to us through what has happened? Okay. Uh, Here's a definition for self-reflection, okay? Self-reflection is examining, contemplating, considering one's thoughts, feelings, and actions about current, past, and future events, okay? Uh, this is essentially having the uh, mental space, the soul space maybe, emotional space, uh, to really consider, hey, what happened, okay? Have you ever been in a situation where like, you're on the road driving. I remember I used to live in Missouri where I went to seminary and I'd, um, uh, uh, parents lived in Houston. And so I would drive from Missouri, from Spring from Missouri all the way to Houston, Texas. It's like 10, 12 hour drive, whatever. And I remember going like long stretches not realizing, oh my gosh, 30 minutes just passed. I don't even know. It just like blanked out for a second. That's very scary. I know. Uh, you're just kind of on autopilot. You don't even know what happened in the last 30 minutes. Well, 2020 was a whirlwind. Okay. And it seems like in my 20 years of following Jesus, I began to do this reflection uh, that every year can be a whirlwind. And uh, when we slow down and just have time to think about, wait, what happened? <laughs> what do I think about what happened? You ever stop really thought how you feel about something? What do I really feel about something? I'm upset about it or I'm happy about it. I brought, found a lot of joy with that. Um, how did I react to that situation, whatever it was? Um, you know, how do I feel about it right now as I'm thinking about it from uh, months ago? For me, Christian self-reflection is the examining, contemplating, considering one's thoughts, feelings, and actions. But from God's perspective, okay, I want to reflect on 2020 
from a, a divine, from God's perspective of this right here. Okay, to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and to love others well, better, like Christ would, like Jesus would, in the future. It's not just reflecting and sitting in the muck and mire and, and, and self-loathing and being angry. It's bringing the Holy Spirit into this, bringing God into this, and to say, God, here's all that happened in 2020. Here, I'm going to spend some time to think deeply about it, but I want your perspective. What happened in 2020 and how I responded that is not loving to you? What? How did I respond to people that wasn't loving so that I can be different and choose different in the future? Christian uh, self-reflection and reflection is not just about the muck and mire dread. It is about action for the future. It is about having the space to be able to see God, hear God, get his insight and instruction so that the future, I can make a better choice. What I mean by better is loving choice. Uh, it may, I'm not saying it's going to be less suffering. I'm not saying it's going to be better on the outside, but it may be more loving in my heart towards God. Maybe I'll be, you know, a little less upset, right? Or, or a little less you know, X, Y, Z towards others, okay? Here's the purpose of this. Uh, again, I hope you'll be open to this. The purpose of you taking the time to reflect on 2020 from a, from a Christian God's perspective, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love others well, the purpose of this is to gain God's insight and instruction, Listen, I don't have all the wisdom in the world. I need outside help. I need God's voice. Just like Samuel and being open. Okay, speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. Whenever I take the time to reflect, I will always say, speak, Lord. I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. Sometimes I wonder if I'm like, not saying I'm listening to God. I'm saying I'm listening to myself. Like, listen, to you're listening. Listen right now, okay? The purpose of this is to gain God's insight and instruction. God wants to speak to you, church. He wants to speak through all kinds of ways. Are you listening? He wants to give you insight, instruction, okay? The result of this holy, what I would call holy, sacred space of reflection is repentance and transformation, I don't know there's ever been a time where I've reflected where I'm just like, yeah, I'm awesome. And I don't need God at all. <laughs> no, when I reflect, I say, God, I'm sorry. I repent, Lord. I don't want to do that again to that person. God, I don't want to respond like that to a pandemic again. Okay. I don't want to respond like this again. But repent. I repent. I turn is what repentance means. I turn away from that. And I and it's, it results in transformation. God brings healing and freedom, and I can see over the course of my life things that I've reflected on and repented of, and years later, God helped me with. And I remember reading in uh, one of my prayer journals from about 15 years ago. I wrote down in my journal. Uh, it's 10 to 15 years ago. I wrote down. I read this recently. I wrote down in my journal. God, I know that I turn to sugar to cope to feel better. God, would you free me from sugar? from the addiction of sugar to turn to sweets to feel better in my high moments of stress, okay? That was 10 to 15 years ago. It wasn't until 2019 where I actually had a year without eating sweets and sugar. 
That was the first time in my life that I felt like I was free from that addiction. Okay, that's 10 to 15 years ago I reflected on it, and then I get to finally experience it. Listen, this isn't just an overnight uh, thing. Listen, this is a process, but the result is repentance on our response, and God does transformation in your life. Don't run out of 2020 just yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do some reflection, church. Do some reflection. What's the great benefit of living a life in which you are reflective, that we take time for this past year before we get into this new year? Uh, in just general, this is the benefit. to deeper walk with Jesus. People ask me sometimes, how do I know God's will? Sometimes people ask me, you know, how do I grow? Sometimes people ask me, you know, church is boring. You know, I'm tired of this or that of the routine. People ask me what to do. Uh, they don't like the answer, but here's the answer. You want a deeper walk with Jesus? You'll sit in a, in a quiet, sacred space and say, God, I'm listening. Okay. You'll do some reflection. What did you try to say to me when this happened six months ago, this one thing? God, what, what, how did I feel about that moment of conflict I had with that person? What are you saying, God? This will give you a deeper walk with Jesus. Listen, I wish it was, I could just tell you, memorize scripture, more scripture, learn more, know more. You're going to be good, do more things, you know, give more, all these things. I'm telling you that is a part of your deep walk with Jesus, but it's not it. It's not just going to give that to you. A deep walk with Jesus is when we sit with him and let him talk to us, okay? Do some reflection, okay? Uh, I want to give you a couple of scriptures I want to read in regards to examination, to reflection, okay? So uh, this is a concept through the whole scripture, okay? I don't have the hours to uh, give that to you. Uh, but through the Old Testament, we see this. Jesus, you know, the Holy Spirit, yeah, uh, Yahweh, the Lord, uh, speaks through prophets, and he instructs them to, you know, repent and to consider and all these different things. And in the New Testament, we see this as well as about examining yourself, okay? Uh, here's one scripture uh, from the Old Testament that I want to read to you this morning. Uh, this is from the prophet Haggai, which I know that's not probably on your daily reading list, okay? <laughs> but uh, here's a powerful uh, passage, a, a few few words from the prophet Haggai. Uh, Haggai was written uh, post-exile. So this is after the children of Israel have been conquered and exiled and they're returning to Jerusalem. Uh, and this is before the temple is, and all that is built. And so this is uh, kind of in after their suffering and they're not really a, have a nation and all that. And, and this is what uh, the Lord says to the prophet Haggai uh, in, in Haggai chapter one, verses five through eight. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Okay, Maybe in your version it says, consider your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you are not warm. You earn wages, only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. Basically, what the Lord is saying here is uh, consider your ways here. And what they're doing is they're so busy building their own house, their own needs, their own selfish things. They put God on the back burner and they're like kind of doing whatever they want for themselves. And they have 
not giving God the priority that he needs in their life. Not that he needs, but they should have in their life that they need. Okay. Now in the Old Testament, uh, the house of worship was a physical thing. And this represented God. This the, It was very physical. So when you're in the house of God, that's where your time with God, where God is right there. And so uh, when he's telling them this, he's trying to explain to them, listen, you need to build a relationship with me. You're building all these things to be happy. You're doing all these things to sustain yourself with. You're doing all these things that you think are going to protect you and help you. But ultimately, what you need the most is relationship with me. Build my house. Build a relationship with me. And all these things will be taken care of from me. Uh, consider your ways, church. Careful thought. Uh, Hebrew In Hebrew, uh, the words carry a little different meaning. It's not necessarily one plus one equals two. It's more of like a picture idea. Uh, and the word there for give careful thought, the concept there is, is put in proper order. I like that. When you take reflection, think deeply, you consider, you can put things in the right priority. You can put in place in the right place. When we reflect before God, we were saying, God, I'm listening. Here's all that happened in 2020. All the crazy things, all my reactions, all my things that happened, all my choices. Here it is, Lord. I want to consider my ways. What's the proper place? Let me put that in the proper place. This is also the New Testament as well. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 3 through 5. Jesus says this. You know this passage. Jesus says in Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye. Let me take that piece of sawdust out of your eye. When all the time there is a plank, a board, okay, in your own eye. Jesus says this, you hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. Then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Church, your, uh, our following of Jesus requires reflection. It requires holy, sacred space and saying, God, I'm listening. I want to reflect on 2020. What happened? What, what I'm doing? What, did, what I did? Oh, Lord, is there a plank that needs to be removed? What's the plank, oh, God? What's the plank, oh, God? Don't run from 2020 just yet. Don't wish it was all over just yet. Don't uh, come sprinting into 2021, hoping everything's going to be great for you. There's nothing greater than your relationship with God. Nothing. Take the time to do some reflection over 2020. Um, I read some scriptures to you and kind of give you this concept, okay? Uh, what it is, the thoughtful, careful consideration of your thoughts, actions, emotions, how you feel about it, about present, uh, presently how you feel about past events, what happened in the past, and also considering the future. The benefit that this will grow you closer to Jesus. This will deepen uh, your relationship with him. I want to tell you, church, that reflection and, and connecting it to hearing God's voice, this will equip you to face the very challenging things of 2020. There are going to be challenges, challenging things ahead. I believe that my role is to help equip you to be a disciple and to face shame and fear and fear, excuse me, and pain and loneliness 
that comes at all of us and beats us all up. I've been in ministry for 20 years. I've done high school, college ministry. I've done different things. Uh, I've preached on the street corner, you know. I have seen shame and pain and fear and isolation beat people up, wreck families, wreck their identity, wreck lives, wreck careers. And I'm telling you, church, Jesus came to give us life and to free us from the effects of sin in our life. And he was with you in the middle of all. He was with us in 2020 and he will be with you in 2021. And I wanna tell you church, the benefit of having that sacred space for reflection and to hear the voice of God is to help you to better face shame, pain, fear, and loneliness that is ahead in 2021. Uh, that's my calling to equip you as an emotionally healthy disciple. I hope I'm doing my job pretty good. If not, let me know. <laughs> in the past year, if you reflect on those in your life and how you responded, you can hear from God on how to grow. God could heal what was hurt. Um, maybe in 2021, it'll be just a little bit less running from God, just a little bit, and running to Him. Maybe with some reflection time over 2020, uh, you'll realize, oh, I was doing some coping, you know. Me, I gained 10 pounds since the pandemic. 10 pounds of stress eating, okay. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit more waiting in the pain instead of eating pizza rolls at midnight. That's my love, pizza rolls at midnight. Maybe it's a little less sinful coping for 2021. Maybe it's a little bit less taking your pain out on others. Maybe it's a little bit more being like Jesus and owning your own road instead of blaming others for it. You know, I think often about how I'm a connected person. Uh, I don't take lightly being your pastor. Uh, I'm in your life, you know. Uh, I'm married, four kids. I don't take that lightly. I even consider my neighbors that I'm around, uh, other people that I've had, I'm, you know, uh, uh, other people in my life. I've recognized Man, I better bring my life to Jesus, reflect, be open and get his guidance and instruction because, you know, my choices and my actions, they could hurt a lot of people in my life. The ripple effect is infinite, I guess. I want the sacred space to hear from God for some insight into what's going on and what happened and instruction for the future, okay? Um, so two more things. I know I've gone a little bit long here, but two more things I want to share with you. I've talked to you about the purpose of reflection, what it's for. Hopefully I've done a convincing job of that. Okay. Um, I want to give you a guide on how to do that. Okay. I didn't invent reflection. Uh, I come up with my own things. Uh, I didn't invent, you know, all these things, but I want to equip you with how to do it. Okay. So um, if you click on the YouTube description uh, that you're watching right now, I have a link to a Google Drive document. Uh, I will also share this on email. And um, if you can't access it, you can reach out to me and I will definitely email it to you, okay? So I'm actually gonna share my screen with you. And this is a guide on um, how to do uh, a reflection. Now, this may be totally foreign for you, yeah, it was for me too when I started when I was 16. It was awkward. I don't know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for 20 years. So it's a little bit easier, obviously, because I've been in rhythm and I practice it. But maybe brand new for you, and that's totally fine. 
I want to give you, uh, these are my steps. Okay, this first part is mine. These are my steps. Uh, these may not work for you, uh, but you need to start somewhere. Start here and then make up your own and then sell it for a million dollars, right? Uh, seriously, start here and then make up your own. Find out what works for you. This is what has worked for me for the past um, like 20 years, okay? And I hope that it will continue to do that for the next 20 years. Uh, so here's a 2020 reflection guide. Uh, so let me switch over the screen here. So hopefully this doesn't um, change things a little bit here. Hopefully if it does, someone can let me know. Okay, uh, here's my steps. You know, find a quiet place by yourself. Open your heart. I'll give you some examples here of how you can pray. Uh, before I reflect, I number three, I always pray, God, help me to hear you. I'm, you know, God, help me. I, I, I got a lot of noise in my life. Got a lot of things going on. Uh, you know, technology is always getting at me, you know. God, help me to hear you, you know. Uh, and then number four, I ask some reflection questions, which if I scroll down here, you'll see it. At the bottom here, I've got some general reflection questions related to 2020. What was a gift to me? You can add to 20, in 2020. Just think about that. What was a gift to me? We think about all the things that were frustrating in 2020. I mean, we all got our list. Find a quiet place. Ask God for uh, to hear him. And ask, God, what was a gift to me? What gift did you give to me in 2020 that I didn't pay for or earn? I was joking this morning when I started with how we respond to gifts we don't like, you know, how awkward it is. But listen, God gave you some awkward gifts in 2020. Could you have some sacred space to just consider that gift and maybe realize it was a gift? When did I feel God? I ask people this when I do a pastoral connection. You know, when in 2020 or where did I feel God? Was it, you know, in a church? It wasn't in a church service because we didn't have church service, but was it in a, your quiet home? Was it in your busy home with all the people around, you know? Was it in a, on a walk you took? Was it listening to worship music? You know, we have worship music playing a lot in our home. And sometimes uh, kids joke about this, but, uh, you know, when it gets chaos in the house, you know, I need to put on some worship music, play it loud, you know. <laughs> uh, that's when I feel God, you know. Here's all kinds of questions I've just listed here. These are general questions. You can find your own, but start somewhere, okay. 2020, uh, question number four here. In 2020, what do I need to grieve and let go of? Okay, maybe there's a season in life. That workplace is gone, a dream, a relationship. What is gone, but I didn't act like it, Okay. So here's some reflection questions. Let's scroll back up here. So go through these steps that I've outlined. If you don't like it, let me know. But I want you to start somewhere. Number six, where is God in this? Where does What does God want to show me um, through, you know, what was lost in 2020 or what's frustrating? Okay. Number seven, I want to ask God for insight. God, what's the plank in my eye, you know, in my relationship with my kids? What's the plank in my eye? pick out all the stuff and what's going wrong with them and what they need to do this or that. But God, what's the plank in my eye? Just because I'm a parent doesn't mean I don't have any planks, right? Okay, and then number nine is really important. I always pray, not my will, but yours be done, okay? Here's another way to do it. Um, there is a link right here to what's called the prayer of examine. Uh, this was developed by St. Ignatius. He's a Catholic Spanish priest from the 1500s, uh, and he was one who started the Order of the Jesuits. And this is a reflective prayer guide for you. Uh, this was adapted from his concepts in his um, spiritual exercises book. 
And you say, well, we're talking about Catholic things here? Absolutely. I want to learn from all faith traditions, okay? And this prayer of examine is a really good kind of uh, structure to follow. This was meant for a daily thing, actually, I think twice a day. Uh, but you can apply it for 2020. So just change the words to, okay, 2020 and what, and what happened. I would like to encourage you, uh, if you don't want to go through my steps to follow here that works for me, I would love for you to take carve out some space. And maybe you have to be at four in the morning when you're alone, right? <laughs> but go through the St. Ignatius Prayer of Examine. Uh, follow this through. There's a link right here for you, okay? Uh, and I believe this could be a blessing to you, okay? Um, again, I am here to help you and equip you, okay? Um, if you have any questions about these things, let me go. Let me know. My goal here is not just to give you a lot of information. I feel uh, as a pastor, I'm a guide. I, I'm a coach. Uh, I want to lead you. I just want to teach you. Uh, teaching is not my number one spiritual gifting, by the way. Pastoring is. I love that part. I'll help you with this. If this is really hard for you, uh, I am I honestly mean this. Reach out to me. We'll do the prayer of examine together. Okay? I'll do it with you. Um, I'll, you know, we'll pray together about this. I'm available. I know it's a pandemic and all that, but we can set up a Zoom call and we'll do the prayer of examine together. I want you to do some reflection over 2020. I'm telling you, you need to do this as a spiritual exercise to hear the voice of God and so that you respond differently, more loving to him and others in 2021. I'll say it again. This kind of reflection is absolutely necessary for your spiritual growth. And I want to lead you in this and encourage you in this. That's why I've taken a whole section here, a whole Sunday here to talk about this, okay? I want to close by reading a story, okay? Um, I read Richard Foster's um, book on prayer. It's an older book. Richard Foster is kind of known for his um, celebration of discipline and spiritual disciplines. And uh, his book on prayer called Prayer, Finding the Hearts to Your Home. I read this 20 years ago. Uh, I was a college student and taking a course on prayer. And I read this book. And there's this one story that I've never forgotten. Actually, you know, I'm like... Uh, when I th thought about reflection and hearing God's voice, the story comes to mind. Uh, and so I read this 20 years ago, and I never forgot this. And I want to share this story with you as a closing way to hopefully kind of uh, get you again excited and thinking about uh, um, uh, reflection and hearing God. Okay, so I'm going to read this story. I'm going to pray for you, and then um, I'm going to turn it over to Liz here in a few minutes for worship. Okay, so uh, this is from Richard Foster's book, Prayer, Finding the Heart's True Home, if you'll allow me to read this to you. Richard Foster, he writes this. Once I was leading a worship service in a home on a hot summer evening. The doors were left open in the hope of a breeze. At one point in the meeting, I encouraged everyone to wait on the Lord in listening silence. The stillness, however, was quickly interrupted by the homeowner's cat scratching at the screen door seeking entrance. The more I tried to ignore the cat, the worse it got. I prayed that God would do something, send the cat away, magically open the door, and other more drastic prayers that I shall not mention since you may have a fondness for cats. Strangely, it never occurred to me to get up and let the cat in. 
Later in the evening, someone mentioned the cat. Everyone began sharing how distracting the cat had been to their ability to focus on God. Everyone, that is, except Bill, a former missionary filled with wisdom in the Holy Spirit. Bill sat pensive, uttering not a word. Bill, I queried, what are you thinking? Oh, he spoke deliberately. I was just wondering what God wanted to say to us through the cat. Now, as far as I know, we never got any message from the cat scratching on the screen door, except this. I was looking upon the cat as a distraction. Bill was looking upon the cat as a possible messenger. And that may well be enough message for anyone one evening. I never forgot that story. In moments of trying to hear from God, we want God to speak to us our way. Now, this is kind of a silly story. Don't over-spiritualize this. You know, there wasn't much of a message from the cat, right? But I just want you to think today that in 2020, there may have been things that have happened that you never could have imagined with a messenger from God. You never could have imagined that God could be speaking something to you. Uh, we oftentimes don't recognize the, the voice of God. Church, I believe that you can hear God. I believe that if you'll take some sacred time to reflect on 2020, the events of the past, your feelings from the past, how you reacted, if you'll open your heart, God will speak to you. I want our church community to be a reflective type community. The type of community is not too busy. The type of community that prioritizes God. The type of community that considers our ways so that we can receive God's instruction and insight.